Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 209 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. So today, everyone, we'll be taking a question about forming a nighttime routine. Our asker today is on the right track by taking care of a lot of her morning necessities before bedtime, but the trade-off seems to be that it's making it hard for her to get to sleep. Those who have mastered difficulty sleeping know the value of winding down the right way, so today we're going to try to help her do that with some recommendations for how she can move her tasks around and be able to relax before bedtime. But first, let's hear what she's got to say. Here's her question. Right now, I am struggling with developing an evening routine that is helpful and not exhausting. I've been working on a nightly routine that is consistent and prepares for the next day. What ends up happening is I come home and begin preparing for the next day. For example, I come home and pack my lunch, wash my dishes, pick out my clothes, pack my backpack, then tidy my house. By the time I finish all these tasks, I don't have time to decompress for the day. I just feel busy, and then I shower and go to bed. Basically, I make all my decisions at night, so when I get up, I can spend less time making those decisions. The things I would like to do is read, journal, paint, even watch a TV show. But I don't have time for these things unless I stay up late. If I push back my bedtime, then it makes it impossible for me to get up and exercise in the morning. Sleep is so important. I love that I have received this question. Thank you for sending this in, Asker, and for trying to do right by your circadian rhythm. I want to preface this by saying that I am in no way a sleep expert, but I do intend to cite one person who is and uh, fill in the rest as well as I can. Now, I'll say that I think the forgotten soldier in this question is your morning routine. You mention all of these things you're doing at night, and they all seem to be done just for the sake of having enough time to exercise in the morning. The tasks seem to be distributed very unevenly, so it's worth it to ask yourself how good you're actually feeling in the morning. Has your current approach had significant advantages on your morning routine? Has having the extra time made a huge difference, or could you handle a little bit more in the mornings? I'm going to assume that you can, but first, let's break down the stuff you are doing at night. Now, personally, I am very into efficiency when it comes to tasks that are uh, more necessary than enlivening, so I can't help but to ask how vital it is to do everything you're doing at night, as well as how distracted you are while doing it. Does the house really need to be tidied up each and every night? Can you buy lunch once a week rather than always packing your own? Do you need to put a lot of time into picking out your clothes? Or can it realistically be done in like 30 seconds? I know I can pick my clothes out in that time frame, but you are probably more fashionable than me. Maybe you can organize the clothes in your closet into pre-made outfits right when you do the laundry, rather than searching through the closet to mix and match each night. Something like that. So it's just, it's important to ask yourself these types of questions, because a lot of the problem is likely what you believe to be true of each of these tasks and how much time they should take. You may have forgotten that it's okay to not always have an elaborate outfit, or to leave a dish lying around for a full day before getting to it. 
Of course, you may take extra pride in such things, but that's ultimately a choice as to how much time you want to devote to these things, and thus, how much time you're taking away from other things you are realizing that you want, like more free time at night. What's actually important? What's worth the trade-off? What can be moved to the morning or removed from your schedule altogether without any actual consequences? See where these questions guide you and how you can adjust accordingly. There are certainly ways to do it, and they will present themselves if you're willing to bend on the qualifications you've imposed upon all of the things you have to do. So, that is part one, seeing how you can adjust by cutting back, performing these duties with more focus, or moving some to the morning. And from there, it'll be important to create a time frame for a new nighttime routine. Start by deciding what time you want to go to bed and stick to it, and commit to a regular schedule. And then, decide when you want to start winding down, and of course what you're going to do to wind down. So let's say right now that you go to bed at 11, and you don't finish up your tasks until 10.30. So let's approach this change in small increments, and start by moving a half an hour worth of tasks to the morning which would have you winding down at 10 o'clock p.m. Now, as you start to get a feel for what tasks you can cut back on or what tasks can happen in the morning while still keeping the morning enjoyable, you can ideally keep decreasing maybe 15-minute increments at night until you feel satisfied with how much time you have to relax before bed. And in that time between finishing your tasks and going to bed, focus on creating a ritual that you follow as closely as the time you go to sleep. You mentioned a few ideas in the question. If your bedtime is 11 and your first cutback is to start winding down at 10, maybe you turn your phone off at 10 and turn soothing music on at the same time. From 10 to 10.15, you read. From 10.15 to 10.45, you paint. And then from 10.45 to 10.55, you journal. And at 10.55, you brush your teeth and you can close your eyes by 11. And you adjust a little bit here and there in search of a time that perfectly balances the time you take doing tasks at night the time you have to wind down at night, and the time you have to do tasks in the morning. And I'll offer one final recommendation for healthy sleep that will further guide you in setting up not just your night routine, but also your day routine. So Craig Ballantyne's 10-3-2-1-0 rule, which I don't believe has been disputed by anyone. Um, What this rule states is that you should not go to bed within 10 hours of having consumed caffeine, within three hours of having eaten or drank alcohol, two hours of having worked, and one hour of having been in front of a screen. And then zero is the amount of times you should hit the snooze button in the morning. Now, I don't know the specific research behind this, but it is something that I can confirm has helped my sleep and the sleep of those I've recommended it to. And for someone like yourself who wants a specific routine, it can give you some further direction as to when to stop eating, how to stop busying your mind, and how to stop using screens. You know what's important, guys? Mindfulness. It's something I try to encourage and exemplify in every episode, and now there is a whole new mindfulness product we are partnered with called NuCalm. NuCalm is easy to use and to work into your routine to achieve better sleep, reduction in stress, and boost in recovery. Its cutting-edge neuroscience shifts your brain waves to extremely calming levels that can be hard to attain through meditation, even if meditation comes easily to you. But for most, meditation can be hard, and I have found NuCalm to provide very similar effects 
for a longer period of time and without frustration. In just a short time, my waking life has become a lot more driven because my rest is infinitely better, even though I'm not really sleeping any more than before. So, do what I did, own the day with new calm, and make 2021 the year that you become more mindful. We have a special link set up specifically for our listeners. Go to olanewcalm.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of New Calm and their money-back guarantee. That's O-L-A-N-U-C-A-L-M dot com. O-L-A-N-U-C-A-L-M dot com. And thanks a lot, not just to Newcom for sponsoring this episode, but to our asker for making it possible, of course. I'm really hoping what we talked about today is useful to you and that you can question not just your schedule, but again, your preconceived notions about your schedule in order to balance things out and get in the right frame of mind before drifting off. Needless to say, everyone, sleep is right up there with water as something that is truly at the foundation of how well we function, and it really should not be neglected or overlooked. So anyone out there who still functions, even though you know you weren't sleeping well or enough, maybe genes are in your favor, but I would still not pass over this episode so lightly. That is going to do it for this one, though, everyone. Thanks very much for being here and staying until the end. Have a wonderful weekend. Sleep in, and I'll catch you back here on Monday when we start a new week of OLA. Until then.